Welcome to Figuring Out How to Be at Home, the lockdown podcast brought to you by Katrina Price and Esther Swift, aka 12th Day. We are touring musicians and composers who currently find ourselves off the road for the longest time in our careers thus far. So, whilst pondering what we could do during lockdown, we decided to create a space for folks to share connections, strategies, inspirations or just funny tales of socially distanced cocktail parties or impassioned creative disasters. This also gives us an excuse to keep creating together at a social distance. Each episode, we'll hear from musicians from around the world on how they're dealing with all this time at home and what they're learning and creating along the way. And welcome to episode one of Figuring Out How to Be at Home. We are so excited and happy to be bringing you this podcast. We've been planning it for a few weeks now. Um, and we've just faffed for about two hours trying to figure out how to record. So um, I should specify that this is the end of a series of faffs <laughs> in which we have already previously tried to record and Separate occasions. Yes, we are going to become extremely slick very soon. But um, if there are any teething problems, please bear with us. We're in our respective homes of Glasgow and Edinburgh, recording over the wonders of the internet during week six of lockdown here in the UK at the moment. Katrina and I have worked together in our band Twelfth Day for over a decade now and this is the longest time that we've been apart in the whole of that time. Uh, we were supposed to be going on tours um, and just before this we were both on separate tours, both in the Southern Hemisphere in Australia and New Zealand. So it was a coincidence that we didn't see each other before for a few months when we were really excited to see each other I remember the last time I saw you, Esther. It was in the Holiday Inn bar at Celtic Connections and I remember waving you off oh. with a tear in my eye. Oh, Katrina. It was sad. Oh, that's so long ago, back in the dark days. The end of January. I cannot believe it. We're going to have a right old party when we oh see each other. Oh my gosh, we're going to neck hug. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Let's talk about that next time. So we thought we'd give each episode a theme and ask our guests to talk a bit about said theme. This week's theme is Lockdown Creation Station. It's been so great to catch up with our pals from around the world and ask them about what they've been creating in this strange time. They've made some amazing things. Yes, we're so lucky to have the internet right now. Esther, what's been happening in your Lockdown Creation Station? Sourdough. That's... <laughs> That's what's been happening, Katrina. Excellent. <laughs> and also, I've discovered a garden. I have a garden. It's shared with loads of flats, but... um. And I've this been... is a new discovery, isn't it? Yeah. You didn't know you had the garden. Exactly. It's been really therapeutic, digging it out, and because it, it was extremely overgrown. It's quite in the shade, but it has been lovely to, to um, exercise some demons, chop down some bushes... <laughs> 
anything musical? No, <laughs> no. Station. <laughs> yeah, loads. I've been um, doing these cover songs, trying to release cover songs regularly. Um, I started trying to do them every day and then realised that that was a bit boring. So <laughs> I cut back a bit. But uh, I still do them quite a lot. And uh, I do them with my boyfriend, Leon, as well sometimes because he's a sax player and a drummer. And so that's been really nice to get to play with him a bit as well. What about yourself? Lovely. Well, yeah, it's such a weird time, but I've kind of been enjoying having the time to slow down and properly think about stuff. Um, Actually, well, first of all, sourdough, obviously, as well. Also jumped on that bandwagon. Um, But let's not not make this into a sourdough podcast. I feel we're in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've nerdily really enjoyed just getting down to some practice and actually having time to properly practice um, instead of sort of shoehorning in half an hour in a cupboard before a gig. You know, it's just been lovely to like properly sort some stuff out that I wanted to work on for ages and um, even got in touch with my old teacher and had a lesson on Zoom. So nice. nice. It was so nice. And then just really enjoying writing without pressure really yeah, absolutely doing a bit of writing although then trying to balance that with like having a deadline I, I really need a deadline to get yeah done. well motivation but, is such a weird one isn't it because it's it sort of takes up quite a bit of your energy you need to use you need to have certain energy to just kind of process this weird situation that we're going through so exactly yeah but it's so lovely just to just to sort of think a bit about what I'm writing and why I'm writing it and and just to look around for opportunities without sort of being in a massive hurry all the time. Yeah. Um and also just yeah, just planning like what we've been doing together, planning um what this whole epidemic pandemic, sorry, means for us as a band and um, how we sort of move forward in this weird time when we can't go out and gig and again just having the space to think about that and take stock of it properly um, this has been really good actually because yeah. um, normally like we're you know with things like like we've spoken a lot about using social media properly and not really knowing how to do that at all yeah, and uh, now we finally have time to actually learn how to do stuff like that. Certainly, and yeah, as you were saying about um, just taking stock, I think practice in general. I mean, the practice of my instrument and the practice of baking and the practice of yoga and stuff have all been really useful things in this time because it kind of connects you to your body. And your and your ego and the relationship between the two, and um, I think it's really important to feel that in this time because otherwise, you know, you can get obsessed with the news and preoccupied mm-hmm. by the future. Um, so it's good to yeah, just just accept that this is probably the time in our lives that we're going to have an opportunity for self reflection. Totally, that we'll never have again. Yeah, and sometimes it's such a difficult thing to grapple with, isn't it? Because 
um, yes, it's vital to do that and it is such a great opportunity to do that. But at the same time, it's really hard not to feel guilty doing that when there's horrible stuff going on out in the world. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, don't you think? Yeah, but I think guilt, guilt, what a weird I know what thing. You're say. <laughs> what a weird thing to to feel. I think humans are pretty stooped by guilt because it's it's not productive. It's not productive at all, but I think it's also very natural to feel it and we have to make sure that we don't let it take over because it's not it is a entirely useless emotion. Um, yeah. Well, it's not yeah. because sometimes it is good to repent in some way or <laughs> that sounds quite godly doesn't it I don't mean it but you know it's good to feel things and feel know that when you've done wrong I think Mm -hmm. that's really powerful actually um I mean some of the biggest changes in my life has happened when I've realized like oh yeah I was a twat you know (laughs) yeah of course of course Yeah. yeah I don't know it's just this whole situation has just really highlighted um, for me like how privileged I am and to be living in a nice flat in a nice place and just being yeah. being healthy and having my family being healthy and it's just you know it's just bringing home the, the basics isn't it bringing home the yeah. important stuff and it's also I was talking to um my friend Angelina about this because I was on her podcast as well and um, you should check it out Angelina Warburton soul trader it's called it's also on anchor awesome um but we were talking about privilege in general and I think I've just been stooped in this sort of confident knowledge that I have something creative to contribute and that I'm worthy of taking time to explore my creativity and that's just something that sees me through so many things in my life like dark times good times and any kind of hardship really because I just know that or I feel deeply maybe maybe it's you know not the case maybe (laughs) maybe I have nothing really to say you are worthy you are worthy but yeah I just I just feel like I I am worthy I'm fundamentally I believe that I am worthy to invest in my creativity and I have something to contribute and I think that's such a privileged position to feel that to know Mm -hmm. that in -hmm. your body um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I really hope that we, as as a society, come out of this feeling a lot more appreciative and grateful for all the the just the basics that we take for granted most yeah. of the time. Yeah, me too, Captain. Our first guest is the amazing jazz pianist Declan Ford. Declan now lives in Berlin and studied jazz at Leeds College of Music with the amazing Les Chisnell. He's involved in a number of regular and ad hoc really exciting creative projects in Berlin. He's recently launched a new trio with legendary American bassist Greg Cohen, who's worked with Ornette Coleman, Tom Waits, Woody Allen and many other big fish. Also... The trio is with drummer Jordan Dinsdale. He's launching a new EP today, which is May the 1st. So hopefully we'll get this to you before too long. 
Yeah, and the reason why we wanted Declan's chat to appear on this episode was because May the 1st Bandcamp are waiving all of their fees. But because we are new to this whole recording thing, it took us a while to get it going, so it's out a bit later. So please go anyway to Bandcamp and buy Declan's EP and, you know, please consider just giving a couple extra quid to cover those costs. Also, we want to take this opportunity to make a public apology to Declan for being late and not keeping our promises. Sorry, Declan. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, the EP, which he's just released, is a selection of some not-so-often-played tunes that were arranged in the studio. We will link to their Bandcamp in the show notes, along with another project of his called Practically Married. As well as being a unique and distinctive performer and improviser, Declan is a mean party animal. We had the pleasure of experiencing this when we were on tour in Germany a few years ago. And actually, whenever we are in Berlin, we seem to have a right mad night out. Berlin is a party town. For us. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's probably a bit of a cliche to say that as a, you know, fucking UK touring musician. You know, oh, it's a party town. But (laughs) anyway. It is. It it just is. Anyway, Declan also sent us a beautiful improvisation, which you'll hear right after this chat. Hope you enjoy. Hello there. I've been enjoying getting getting on with quite a lot of practice uh, of things that I suppose because I often have a lot of music to learn for different projects, I don't get around so much to sort of general maintenance of things that I actually want to do. Like mostly, I mean learning classical pieces. I have a very limit, an extremely limited classical repertoire. Uh, I've used this time so far to learn a few things, learn a few pieces that um, I wouldn't normally spend so much time focusing on. And it's been really useful. Um, over the last few years, I've had a problem with my arm and uh, I've been studying with a guy here to change my technique. So it's quite nice not to have concerts in a way so I can focus on the physicality of playing and uh, not slip back into bad habits. If I, you know, it's it's dip, it's more difficult to sort of do it on a gig if you don't want to be thinking so much on a gig. So, um, I'm just getting on with that. Really doing quite a bit of practice. I'm not really doing any DIY, uh, although there are quite a few things in my house that are falling to bits. There's a couple of things that I probably should be working on that I have in the back of my mind that are coming up at the end of the year. I'm writing a little bit of music and sort of, there's a few things sort of spinning around in my head that I'm slowly but surely starting to work on. But I'm actually enjoying having a chance to work on some technique and uh, learn some learn some new repertoire. I, I've got a piano at home. I, I try to there's there's a rule in Germany that you're not supposed to make noise between one and three for the sake of your neighbours, and I try to stick to that. Um, but they wrote to me the other day actually to ask what it was I was practising because they said they liked it and wanted to listen to it more. So, um, 
hopefully I'm not driving them mad. I just do a bit of practice in the morning, practice in the afternoon, take a break in the middle and keep chipping away at whatever it is I was doing the day before or if there's something that I was thinking about, like there's a couple of pieces that uh, I was thinking about working on and I recorded a little bit of one for you that I'll send along. So uh, I don't know, that's all I really have to say. If I'm being perfectly honest, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm in a very lucky position that I've got my flat and the lockdown's not as enforced in Germany as it is in the UK. So I, I mean, I'm not going out that much, but I'm going out and exercising and um, then just coming back and practicing and getting on with bits and pieces. I've got a new uh, little EP being released with myself and the wonderful bassist Greg Cohen, who's been uh, a friend and mentor to me for the last few years. Uh, I managed to pin him down to record some music in February. The idea being I would use it to book gigs, but since there's no gigs on the horizon, um, we decided to stick it on Bandcamp. There's a couple of other records that came out in the last month on Bandcamp as well with my friend James Banner uh, and drummer Jordan Dinsdale. We've got a trio thing. Jordan's also on the, the record with Greg and uh, there's another album with James Jordan and a saxophonist Will Howard and that's all in Bandcamp under Practically Married. Um, thanks for asking me to be part of the podcast. Hope to see you all soon. Ah, what a lovely Glaswegian man. <laughs> so nice to hear him, and he sounds like he's having a very peaceful time. Thank you so much, Declan. And um, 
great to hear you're also geeking out on the practice time. Need to say, sorry, Kat, I interrupted you. No, no. Um, but I want to say that Declan Ford, as you probably can tell, is self-deprecating to the extreme. He's actually really, really great and amazing. Um, and you should definitely check out his music. And I'm very glad to hear that, well, the, the German in me is very glad to hear that you're adhering to the Mittagspause afternoon silence. My Oma would be very proud. Yeah, what music have you been playing there, Declan? What classical repertoire? Get in touch through the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks also for your beautiful improvisation at the end. We'd love to hear more music on the podcast as it goes on. Yay. Woo. next guest is US-based sound engineer and producer Oz Fritz. We have had the joy and pleasure of working with Oz for our most recent two albums after our friend Chris Wood introduced us to his work. His mixes are characterised by their weird and subtle humanity and multi-dimensional soundscapes. He has notably worked with Tom Waits but is in high demand over in the US where he lives. He has really opened up our ears to the impact and incredible potential of mixing and we love his work on our albums. That's the second time that Mr Waits has been mentioned on this this here episode, Esther. Hello everyone, my name is Oz Fritz and I'm coming to you live on Bits and Bytes from High Velocity Sound Engineering World Headquarters, located in Northern California, USA, which in this era of social distancing has become my lockdown creation station. Uh, We moved into this house, uh, my best friend Paula and I, just last July. And my first big project here was to convert a two-car garage into a recording studio slash office slash study for myself. And I'll tell you a little bit about this space. It's it's fairly spacious. It's not big enough to record a full band, but it would be big enough to record a uh, string quartet, for instance. In the very back behind me is my flotation tank. I am an avid user of the uh, flotation tank or sensory deprivation tank. The flotation tank is basically a tub of water, 10 inches deep, saturated with uh, 700 pounds of Epsom salts. So it's saturated so much that um, your body can't sink. You just float so you can pass out and not worry about going underwater. That's in the back, and the front is is the control room part. Um, the studio, my studio is purposed towards mixing and mastering not so much recording. I have another spot, another local spot, where I can record. Uh, There's actually several local spots, but there's one main one I work at. To the right of the control room area in my lockdown creation station, there's a uh, big oak desk that kind of came with the house. And to the right of that is the wall that's lined with books. I had the builder put in bookshelves And for the first time in many years, I've been able to get my entire library out. I am very much into uh, books of certain kind. 
I take my example from the uh, English figure John Dee, who was one of the first um, private citizens to start his own library. And um, so what I'm doing here with this, uh, all this extra lockdown time is, is working to finish this space. It was also an office study because apart from music producing and sound engineering, um, my other passion has become writing. I'm working on a book. I've been working on a book for many years, like close to 10 years probably. Uh, the title of the book is uh, Music, Magic, and the Game of Life. Confessions of a Sound Engineer, and it's going to be a memoir of my music industry war stories combined with uh, my philosophies. To get into the habit of writing, I started a blog. So the latest blogs I've been working on, I wrote one called um, An Occult Response to Crisis. In that blog post, I analyzed a new song that Bob Dylan put out called Murder Most Foul, and how I saw that um, as a response to the current crisis. Another blog post I wrote was my uh, longtime friend, Bill Laswell, who's a New York musician producer. He put out a new album, which I consider extremely, it's progressive jazz. I, I called it the future of music in that post. And it features some of his uh, friends, which include Herbie Hancock and Pharaoh Sanders. And um, so before I forget, my URL for that blog is oz-mix.blogspot.com. I moved where the archives are, so when you go to that, you'll get the most current blog, and if you want to look at the older ones, you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom below the very few comments, and, um, and then you'll find uh, um, links to all the older blogs. Uh, the current blog I'm working on is my latest passion in literature is reading Marcel Proust. And I'm working on a blog called uh, Preliminary Thoughts on Reading Marcel Proust. And, um, and then uh, for kind of a fun thing, um, my friend Paola and I, she uh, wanted to write a song about quarantine. A group of her friends decided they want to help her out. They're going to send everything to me and then I'll, I'll do you know some production on it and maybe add some drum samples or something like that and, and just have fun uh, making a song, like a positive song about the quarantine, about how it, you know, it can be used as an opportunity to um, do different things. That's sort of my adventures for the time being from my lockdown creation station. And I wish everyone out there um, blessings and good health and stay safe. Thank you so much, Oz. That was such a lovely chat. Um, cannot wait to read Oz's book, so please keep an eye out for that. And also, I'm intrigued by this flotation tank. I know. I, I need to get myself one of those. Yeah, I know. I mean, he just sounds like he's got this really cool setup. And what an interesting person. Such an interesting thinker. I find him incredibly inspiring and just very prolific with his with his thoughts. Um so yeah, it sounds like you should check out his blog and you should check out his book for sure. 
And also his song with Paola. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll link everything in the show notes. Our final guest is a Brazilian singer and multi-instrumentalist, Rafaela Nepomoceno. We met the joyful and powerful Rafa when we visited Brazil in 2013 as part of our international project Roots to Roots. We loved her playing and singing instantly and had some inspirational jams with her in Sao Paulo that have stayed with us forever. Rafa works in many great bands playing a mixture of traditional and new music and also initiates many of her own projects. But she also paints and dances. Her house is covered in her portraits and we also have a painting of the two of us that she made for us when we visited. I'm sure you'll agree when you hear her feature that she is an infectious and inspirational voice to have in the world. Hello guys, my name is Rafaela Nepomuceno, aka Ela Nepomuceno. On Instagram, you can find me by Ella Voa. I am an artist, artist, popular singer and percussionist. In 2003, I graduated in visual arts through the University of Brasilia. Since 2006, I live in Sao Paulo and currently play with several musical groups and different styles. From Coco de Roda to Balkan music. My musical background comes from popular culture from Brazil. I have a trio of Coco de Roda called Coco de Oia and also a carnival stage created from this trio called Eu Acho é Coco. I meet the wonderful girls of 12 Day Music, Catriona and Esther, through Alfredo Bello, who I love very much and I have played with him this since 2013 at DJ Tudo and Sua Gente de Todo Lugar when he did some when we did some recordings and became friends then they made me this invitation to talk about me and my life in these strangest times here in Brazil our fight is particularly against two enemies the virus and the warm of President Bolsonaro, who has been making a denialist and genocidal speech wanting to end the lockdown and open the trade. He is much more concerned with the economy than with the life of Brazilians. Not to mention the person's macabre political history. These days, I have been trying to occupy my mind and body, besides rethinking my life as a whole, since I live from shows and workshops which depend on the crowning of people to deal with it, I was out of work, oh my god and have to depend on a government aid that had not yet been approved. I have money saved that I made at Carnival that will last another month. After that, I don't know how I will live. Oh my God. 
In the meantime, I have taken advantage of this time to sleep a lot, <laughs> to take online classes on guitar, yoga, and pif, which is a type of flute here in Brazil. I also take the opportunity to spend calories, dancing a lot, take care of my little garden, too. I have been trying to compose new music and studying drums. That time also allowed me to start painting again, something I really like to do, and it also a new alternative for income. I oscillate in times of sadness, distress, and creative euphoria. The children and my dog are the great allies of this quarantine. The search for emotional balance is a constant. Meditation, exercise, and contact with friends via online chats are very important at this time. Listen to a lot of music from our styles too. The overdose of life on Instagram is something new that I have been part of, routine as expected. And I haven't had the courage to do one yet, but it is in the plans for the brief future. From here in Brazil, I send a big kiss and virtual hugs and the desires for a musical reunion only increase. Axé e até! Oh, what a beautiful voice she has. Speaking voice, apart from anything else. She's just got such sun in her voice. Oh, Rafa, we miss you. I hope that we get to go back to Brazil sometime soon um, and hang out and keep collaborating together. Make sure you follow Rafa on Instagram. We'll link that in the show notes below. Yeah, she's really um, amazing with her engagement with Instagram. She posts loads of cool dancing videos and little clips of her playing. And she's, she's a total cool feminist with a lot of what she speaks about as well. So definitely check her out, support her. And yeah, Brazil, Brazil. Miss Brazil. Oh, soon. One day. Again, Katrina. Oh. We'll always have Brazil. We'll run into that <laughs> sea illegally again one day. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and the fishermen's torches will shine upon us. Our naked white buttocks. thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of figuring out how to be at home if you'd like to send us any comments suggestions musings or feedback please get in touch you can email us on info at 12daymusic.com find us on instagram under at 12daymusic or twitter and facebook under at 12day so that was at 12th day, just to be clear. <laughs> uh, we've been called various different things over the years. 12 days, one of my personal favourites. 12th night, of course. A lot of 12th night. But no, it's 12th day. 
And yes, there are a lot of consonants in there. Okay. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode of figuring out how to be at home, please rate, review and subscribe. Not only will you be the first to hear when the next episode drops, but you'll be helping us let other people know about us. See you next time, pals. Bye.